connect. And let's see here, try that again. We are gonna go live on this Tech Tuesday, checking my connection. And here we go. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to my 163rd episode of the BCMO Tech Tuesday show. Thank you so much for joining. And for those of you on YouTube, thank you for allowing me to use this as an archiving moment. And for those wonderful people listening through the podcast, whether Spotify, Anchor, iHeartRadio, whatever the case may be, I really appreciate each and every one of you. Hello, Marty, sir. Hello, Sam from Rothfab. Hey, Ty. Toros, good seeing you. Mick Gilby, good afternoon. Hello, BH Therendra03. Hello, LG. I know you're laughing, right? And Uparse, good seeing you. You know I'm wearing this, my Do Not Judge Me wig, because people are judging me, which is pretty crazy. And we'll talk about that in a moment. Hello, Jeremiah61200. Good seeing you. F you sick. Hello, G. Good seeing you. Good afternoon, R35. Andy from RSBuild, RCE Bill. Good seeing you indeed, sir. Hello, EF Josu. Hello. 1 a.m. Where are you, Vatoli? Do let me know. The Mad Scientist. Love that screen name. Good seeing you. Chemist. Greetings to you as well. Thank you, Taiwan. Appreciate the kind words around loving the content. Alex, I, suppose, I thought you were supposed to come by here not too long ago. Hello. Greetings, sassy agent sis. Good seeing you. Hope everything is well. I'm going to wait back at you here. Um, don't let anyone judge me, says stupid whore, 33. I won't. But I'm wearing my wig today. You know, I, I really shouldn't wear it because it's kind of warm, but I'm going to wear it. I'm going to wear it this week today, okay? So this is my do not judge me wig because I'm getting a lot of madness from my peers in the automotive community. And we'll talk about that. Hello, Twan23, says hello, George Washington. Greetings indeed. Cindy, I love you, Cindy. Good seeing you. Merry Christmas to you as well. Hello, Charlie Willis. Good seeing you indeed. Thank you so much, son of pain. Yeah, I did my hair today. Got it kind of whipped, you know? Got my hair whipped today. It's pretty cool. Some engine work. Hello, Reggie, sir. Reggie is the reason why, guys, when you see the twin turbo Cayman, I see me playing one R8s, I see this twin turbo at 935 right behind me, thank Reggie Wynn. He had faith in me when I was just a small displacement, natural aspirated guy, you know? So, um... He pushed me towards the Tobo world, and I'm very glad that he did, because with his support, I was able to build crazy stuff and begin this wonderful journey in really fast cars, which is great, you know? Thank you, Napoleon Napoleon. <laughs> he said it's good to enjoy with my truck. Thank you, my curls are pretty, my curls are on fleek, right? Look at that, look at that, look at that. Well, guys, hello, 6AP1, AKA my great good friend, Louis, good seeing you. Hello, Lucas Weinberg, I'm doing well. Um, thank you, stupid whore. Appreciate that indeed. Thank you for saying that I look sharp. What's up with the wagon? The wagon, Joe, is right in the corner over there. So, why am I wearing my Do Not Judge Me wig? Okay? <laughs> Two ways is. <laughs> I was in a G2. We just had one leave not too long ago. But anyway, because something is happening in the community, which is pretty interesting. And it's cool, but people are judging how much fun I'm having. Thank you so much, Sassy Agent. People are judging how much I'm having, uh, how much fun I'm having with that electric vehicle. So, thanks to Reggie, I have all these crazy turbocharged mid-engine cars. I have this wonderful 935 that just made a ton of power this weekend. I'm gonna post some videos on YouTube very soon. So if you don't subscribe to the Beast Motor YouTube page, please do. It's amazing, I have a ton of great content and stuff. Let me get this light up here a little bit more. I have this great content and everything and it's, it's absolutely spectacular. 
and subscribe, and you can see some great things. Thank you so much, Aniki. Good seeing you indeed, you know? Yes, that is an R8, Luis, and it may be leaving in a couple of days. We're almost done with it here, doing some mods to it. Hello, Paul. Hello. Oh, you're probably right, Sassy Agent. She says they're all jelly beans. Well, here's the deal. People give me a hard time because of my electric Porsche and how much fun I'm having. And I'll tell you guys, you know, I was a diehard petrol head. I didn't care anything about EVs. I thought it was stupid. I thought it was for tree huggers, individuals who love having hemp sandals, people who just didn't care about stuff. And just, 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 it wasn't performance oriented until my hand was forced by the OEMs to build my first one. And when I built this, I, guys, I mean it, I almost urinated on myself. It was absolutely crazy. So that being said, I love it. There's no lag, the speed, the acceleration, the launch, the torque is amazing. I still have great affinity for petrol cars. I still love shooting flames and twin turbochargers, but I can also embrace new technology and all the beauty that it brings with it. So guys, please don't judge me, the fact that I love electric vehicles. And to be honest with you, I'm gonna take this off for a moment so I can talk to you guys, my friends, my family. I love electric vehicles, right? Because one, it's very clean. I don't have to worry about any crazy emissions or anything of that nature, right? Two, I have the ability to do some Crazy launching with the torque is absolutely fantastic. And then I have never had so much attention ever in my life by not making any type of noise at all. So that car gets so much crazy attention, it's amazing. And it is the future. OEMs are going towards it. In California, we're pushing towards electric you know, technology. It's fantastic. So guys, please don't judge me. I really love it. You know, I, I love cars, I love speed. Even though I'm an engineer, I'm an enthusiast first. And I love just going fast. I really, really do. And by just having the opportunity to experience that torque and the, and, and the ability to really tune it and just have all so much fun. And my connection, guys, let me talk about the connection to the road. It's, it's amazing. And you're right, Z, uh, Z Rose. It is the future. And, and Sam loves EV too. Sam's been with me through the whole journey of NA to boosted to EV. It's amazing. And guys, I'm telling you the truth. It, it, it's, it's bananas because... I can, it's just, I feel better connected to the road. Hello, DJ Ramarov. It's almost like when I'm driving my petrol cars, the, the, the vibrations, the sounds, the smells kind of dampen my connection to the tarmac. On the K3, and Magnus drove it a couple weeks ago, and he said the same thing. On the K3 electric car, I feel the pebbles, I hear the road, the tire interface is much more connected to me. I, I, I feel... I'm not dampened by vibrations of an internal combustion engine. I feel more road connection. And then above and beyond that, the sound is, the sound from an electric motor, that, that, that supercharger whine is intoxicating. And you know who's here who's driven it is also Luis. Luis, let them know how you thought when you drove it. It's absolutely fantastic, you know? Um, so it, it's absolutely fantastic, you know? The ultimate blend would be your original blue with the original huge turbo scared and then have the drivetrain from the K3V in the front, ultimate hybrid monster and four-wheel drive. That is not a bad idea at all. That's not a bad idea at all, you know. Um, I think my connection is pausing. Okay, yeah, that's not a bad idea. That's a good idea indeed. But I've always had this guilt. I've always had this guilt with, with, with petrol engines. Wells, as a chemical engineer, I understand the hydrocarbons I'm pumping into, the elements of combustion that come out, uh, better yet, compounds of combustion that come out that are not very good for our environment. So that being said, I've always had that guilt, and that's why all my cars, you know, petrol cars, whether it's the, the Cayman there or even this beautiful 935 M16, all run, they all run on ethanol. 
as my way to try and limit my pollution activity. But with that, with no emissions, it's, it's, it's a whirl, you know? Speaking of sound, did you try the AM radio in the K3V? No, I haven't, Corvold. I didn't. I saw that. I saw some of the videos online. That sound didn't really appeal to me. <laughs> so I have a small um, uh, device in my vehicle that's cordless that allows me to listen to nice tunes. And many times I have my car completely silent. I just love that. You know, in, in, in the Teslas, they have to do that because there's a lot of sound deadening, uh, Corvold. A lot of sound deadening in there. You can't hear much. But... The K3V is completely raw, so the aperture that exists that I incorporated from the engine compartment or motor compartment, I can say motor, right? Motor compartment into the cabin, there's, no, there's nothing impeding it. So I hear all the sounds of the electric motor. It's, it's really quite, quite nice indeed, you know? Do you remember about my... Okay, so let me put my judge hat on again. Someone's saying, honest question, Drewby Life says... Do you worry about the mining of rare earth animals for the, or, or, uh, elements for the batteries? So let's talk about that a little bit. I assume that you're using a phone, a cell phone right now, or that you have a laptop. So all those batteries are manufactured the same way, whether it's electric vehicles, whether it's laptops, whether it's some of your watches, whether it's your phone, even with racing lightweight batteries. Even your petrol cars have batteries, and there are way more petrol cars out there. So guess what? One good thing is that batteries are required in many devices. So it's not a challenge, you know? Happy holidays to you, Meg, as well. Thank you so much, Martin M43, for the work. I appreciate that. My pleasure indeed. So if you really look about, think about, let's say, if there's a cumulative damage to the planet by using current technology, which is changing very rapidly, because now the newer battery cells and solid state doesn't tend to use the same minerals for these newer cells that are coming out. Um, but let's say all things being equal. The combustion elements, or better compounds, coming out of internal combustion engines really severely are more toxic than what's happening in getting batteries for the same cars and EVs, which is pretty interesting, you know? Do you have a don't show speed mode on the K3V? Notice the speed stayed at zero. So I get that question a lot, dealing. That's not my speed. That zero, you see, is D. That's drive. So that yellow insignia in the middle is D. And when I pull back, it's reverse. It shows R. And when I'm in neutral, it shows N. So that's my gear. Below that to the right is a white small box that has my vehicle speed. And on the next page, it has it by GPS. On that page, it has it mechanically. So that's not, um, that speed's not zero. I don't need to see my speed that big. That's actually gear that you see, which is pretty interesting, you know? Um, BC, you're the only man to beat the unicorn. Got to let Ken know. Um, sh sure. I like Ken. He's a good guy. Nothing yet. Rimac, I like what they do. Texas Mile, P1. The guys from Rimac are absolutely fantastic. Michelle, good seeing you. Thanks for joining my Tech Tuesday. I appreciate you joining. Supercar Kellen, good seeing you. Yeah, you like, check, out my, check out my curls, dude. Check my wig. Oh, this, is my, this is my don't judge me wig. Um... <laughs> <laughs> There's a plea coming from Nick Silva. This might just judge me because people are judging me with the fun that I'm having with the K3V being electric. And since I have all, a lot of you, I got all this hair in my face, it's crazy. Um, since um, a lot of you know me from my petrol days and have followed me through that journey, I'm now venturing off, not disintegrating my petrol stuff, but branching off into EVs and doing a lot more of that. And people give me a hard time. 
which is pretty strange, right? So I'm getting all this difficulty and, and hardship and, and how could you do that? And I, I think I posted a video recently of the uh, M16, the blue and, blue and yellow right behind me, anti-lagging. Oh, that's way better than the EV car, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I was anti-lagging and I was also polluting by doing that and it's fun, and it's loud, and it's great. But guys, we need to embrace the future. A lot is happening. Hello, Junior Din from Junior Dien Lanzar, I think. Um, I think electric car was no automatic car like before, but no one likes automatic car in Europe. Um, so it's interesting you said that, God. So what we've seen from our partners in Europe is that people love dual clutch transmissions. They love PDKs. They love DSGs. They love those in Europe. Love them. As a matter of fact, the advancement in transmission technology in Europe is so much faster than what we have here in the United States. We still have an H pattern and rowing gears. While if you want to be more intimate with your gearbox, you can go into a manual mode with PDKs or DSGs with dual clutch setups. And those guys, not only is the dual clutch more accurate, zero chance of missing a gear and faster than a human, it's a lot of fun. So that being said, I'm telling you guys, in Europe, they really, really appreciate automatics, mostly really dual clutch setup, which are pretty much manual transmission with gears with a dual clutch setup and the shifting capability using an ECU, which is amazing indeed. RWBC model build. Yes, Desert Inc. I've, we've done with Nakai six of those. And now with the madness with the pandemic, Nakai can travel. So he's not been here in quite a while, you know? A lot of people seem to be confirmation biased when it comes to EV cars. You're right. And honestly, Dealing, I was one of them. So Dealing is a great guy. He's in Belgium. He designed the turbo fans on the crazy hybrid I did for American Hyundai. He also did it for the wagon. If you see the beautiful fins and, and, and turbo fans in the back, he's, a, he's an artist. An artist and a designer. Extraordinaire. I love him very much. And he's right. I was the same way. I was biased because I never drove it. I used to listen to people. When people tell me, BC, um, Electric cars have no soul. Yeah, they don't. Oh, BC, um, they're quiet, so they suck. Yeah, they're for tree huggers. Yeah, and I, I agreed with that, you know? So that being said, um, until I went to CES in Vegas, Consumer Electronics Show, and saw what my peer or my customers were doing, because my customers being a lot of OEMs, what they were doing, I noticed like, oh man, um, we need to really explore this. And when I did, and I drove for the first time, it blew me away. Thoughts on synthetic fuel, says West Coast Alex. So there's a lot of talk, even Porsche being, Porsche working with BP and trying to be a leader on this, where they have synthetic-based fuels, which could be combusted in an internal combustion engine, but produce hydrocarbons that are not damaging to the environment. And if it has the energy density that we're accustomed to, I am all for it. Energy density is one of the Achilles heels of EV cars, obviously, today. That's going to change soon, but today, that's the challenge. But on fuel, you can't beat the energy density of, of petrol, of gasoline. You just can't beat that. So that being said, if the old synthetic fuels have similar or better energy density without the challenges of experiencing hydrocarbon elements that are or combustants that are, that are damaging, you know, yeah, you know. Yeah, there you go. We don't have the old automatic. Yeah, so the thing is that a lot of people tend to combine the two. So automatics with... with uh, uh, torque converters, yeah, that's, that's very inefficient, no. But the automatics that exist with dual clutch, that's the way to go. Absolutely, I agree with you, Dealing. I agree with you indeed. Hello, Murdout Mark IV. Good seeing you. Thanks for joining my 163rd episode of BCMO Tech Tuesday. And I've done this Tech Tuesday consistently 
year after year, over three years, every Tuesday, unfailingly, whether I was shooting on a film on set or at the hospital experiencing the birth of my child or on my birthday, on my child's birthday, on a Christmas, or holiday, it doesn't matter. I come in and I interact with all of you, my family, being that person that I needed when I was younger. And I mean that, guys. When I came to America, when I came to the United States, people just didn't want to help me. It was really sad. I wanted to know about cars. I had affinity for them. I loved them, but I didn't know how to modify, and I wanted to learn, and people wouldn't help me at all. If anything, I got misled a lot. People took advantage of me, and guess what? I'm trying to be that person that I needed when I was younger. So I'm here to share everything I know. Guys, absolutely everything. You can ask me anything about my projects, my history, my racing, whatever the case may be. And I'm here to share that so that you can benefit and not experience the pitfalls that I had. And you can do the same thing in your life. It doesn't have to be car. It could be in terms of love or heart or in terms of emotion or integrity or structure or a home. Be the person you needed when you were younger to someone. You never know how you change your life. It's absolutely fantastic, you know? Yeah, dealing three years straight. Ivan, yes, I do have a wagon van. It's right there in the corner. We just started up last week. I still do have it. Um, how's the K24 swap air wheel drive doing? Still over there. The thing about me, Newman, and Ivan is I don't really get to enjoy my cars because all I do is work. I'm a workaholic. Michelle has known me for years. She can attest to that. Um, Sam can attest to that as well. Um, I just, all I do is work. And by working, I create my creating. I stick me busy. And I just don't have time or the ability to enjoy my own cars. Um, most of the time when I'm taking a car out, let's say like the M16 or the K3, forgive me, they have a pickup truck over there that's backing up. Whenever I drive those cars, I'm gathering data. It's not just me cruising around, chilling and driving around LA or Orange County. I'm really gathering data, which is pretty sad but exciting, you know? Thank you, Place Motorsports. Good seeing you. Is this Place Motorsports like the old place that used to make mounts? Let me know. Um, will you teach me when I get my Motec system? Uh, sure, if my schedule allows, I'm down to teach. This is very interesting because honestly, guys, me coming here every Tuesday, interacting with all of you, is like my vacation. It really is. It's, it's a time for me to take an hour or so to relax with all of you, my family, all across the world, and talk. When I'm done with you, I'm back into the deeper things. I'm constantly working. I'm going crazy. I have a big project that will take me away for quite a while. I'm pretty slammed, which is really good, you know? From the start financially, how did you get to where you are now as in 110 Roller? That's a very good question. Um, I came to the United States with really two suitcases and not much. And it was very tough. And Cindy Kelly Mays is here. She came from an industry I was in before. Um, same with Michelle, who's here as well. Came from an industry where I was before. And... I was a broke student. I, to make ends meet, I worked in a circuit city. I street raced, which I don't condone, but it helped me pay the bills. And then when I saw a mishap here in Ontario, I stopped street racing and kept working towards my degree in chemical engineering. And when I graduated, I got into pharmaceutical research, did that for a couple of years and started making a little bit of money, allowed me to put more cool parts in my car because I wanted the best parts for my car. I was never the kind of guy to, to like skimp and like cut corners when it came to parts. I always wanted the best things. That's why I have you know, people like Sam, who's a good fabricator for me, because he's one of the best out there, and I want the best. I don't want substandard, anything substandard. So that being said, I had the opportunity to continue to do well, and then noticed that the people who were in sales in pharma made more money than us lab rats, so I ended up defecting into pharma sales. And that's why I met Cindy Kelly Mays, and she hired me. 
And the rest is history. I did extremely well. I was doing a six-figure income and so on and so forth. And something very interesting happened. Uh, the lady who I was dating at the time, um, who ended up being my wife, she really comes from a family of entrepreneurs and convinced me, hey, BC, you have this knack for really figuring things out and really designing components that can make you go faster. You should probably start this business and open up. And when I inherited a boss that wasn't so pleasant in pharma, I made the decision of leaving my six-figure job. Then, you know, I bought my house in my 20s. Um, from the money I made. I did very well financially. Had the opportunity to even buy my dyno, not to tune people's cars, but just to do my own race car. I was making lots of money. I was in my 20s making six figures, 130000 a year. Gone to my 30s to you know, making even more. And then finally decided in 2006 to go from this well-paying job with a company car to zero to start Beastmon Engineering. And that's how I started. And it was tough, guys, because remember, 06 was the precursor year to the economic downturn. So I started a new company during the economic downturn, and it was actually quite frightening. But with my persistence and dedication, I was able to continue to grow the company from my small place in Pomona, with 1,000 square feet or so, to a 1,500 square foot, actually, 700 square feet in Pomona, to a 1,500 square feet in uh, Chino Hills. I grew that in a year and a half, went to here in Ontario, across the street, where I had a 5,000 square foot facility, and now I'm at 15,000 square feet. And it's just been a great journey. And I get to meet great people like Sam and Duran and have the opportunity, and Miggy and Lindsay and Janet. I have all these great people that continue to have my team, be part of my team. And it's just it's an amazing journey. And fast forward today, I have all these great concepts. Today, Sam and I can sit down and say, hey, let's build dot, dot, dot. And it's on paper. And a few months later, it exists. That is the most gratifying experience I can ever feel as an engineer. To have something on paper, and a few months later you're physically driving it and experiencing it and getting data and perfecting it. It's just a great feeling. And something that I encourage anyone who wants to study engineering, science, STEM, to really explore. It is the most amazing thing ever. Yes, it's great to buy parts and bolt on and like other shops. That's great. That's cool. But to be able to create and then look at, see the look on your customer's face when you provide them the keys and they drive for the first time and they come back and just to look at their, the expression, or you pass a key to someone at, at Hot Wheels or, and they, you build a car for them or, or, or Honda and they, and they drive it off the trailer. Or yesterday, Charles from Honda, he, he has a, a, a feeder here on Instagram called Kokoro Honda, and he mentioned how he saw the CRZ for the first time after we built it and at idle, the thing wanted to jump. Like it was just, you could just tell it was just powerful. And he was just commenting and, 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 and congratulating us for something, having such creativity and th thinking out of the box. Yeah, awesome. And you know, Sam says, awesome journey. And Sam, you know the best is yet to come. We've barely scratched the surface. We've barely scratched the surface of creativity and, and, and creation. There's a lot more to come, guys. So, and as we continue on this journey, I'm here to share with all of you. Maybe it'll encourage you. Maybe if you're in a dark place, it'll help you get out of that dark place and move forward. Um, maybe you can help someone else and, and, and infuse that kind of energy. You see, I'm happy, I'm smiling, because I really love what I do. I work a lot, don't feel bad for me, because I enjoy what I do. I enjoy the work. And because I enjoy it, it doesn't feel like work. And they say it, right? Enjoy what you do, and you'll never work a day in your life. And, and that's how I feel every day. Velociraptor, I met you, I think you and I crossed paths years ago in Ontario when we saw that mishap in Ontario when we were racing, street racing. And Velocity M was there that same night, and it changed his life and changed my life. And we, we've, we've connected again, and he has this beautiful Velocity M. He's doing great things, you know, and 
It's just I wouldn't have met you again if not for me experiencing Beast Moro and, and doing what I love. So, yes, the industry is full of people who take advantage and who steal and cheat and are dishonest and lie and, and find ways to bring other people down. Yeah, it's, that's in every market. But by far, I've met one of the most amazing people because of his industry. Sam came to me as a customer. Duran came to me as a customer. Fabian came to me as a customer. I have all these people who are very close people in my life today who are customers. And if I didn't explore Bisimoto, I would never have met them. Dealing, you're all the way there in Belgium. I would never have met you if I didn't build cars. If I stayed in my lane as an engineer in tech, I would never have met you. So isn't the automotive world fantastic? Isn't it amazing? And I'll continue to share my journey on my YouTube channels. It's, the Instagram kind of limits what I can do in terms of videos and how long I can put things up. So if you haven't subscribed, when you guys are done, go to the Bisamoto YouTube page. Just go on YouTube, type in Bisamoto, subscribe to my channel, click the notification bell. So every time I randomly put up a pretty cool video, you get to see it, which is pretty nice, you know? Yes, yeah, simply, I can do a tour. I do that quite often, but I can walk around. We have some pretty cool cars here. Um, could you explain the difference between the specific output of the J35 and the Odyssey? And the K24 and the Civic, it's very interesting to me. Yeah, it's, put it this way. The key to making power, Newman, to me, is airflow. And the heads of the K24 flow amazingly well. The K24Z3, Z7 I have flows amazingly well. So it gets a lot of nice air into the combustion chamber. The camshafts are even more amazing, right? Now let's go to the Odyssey. The ports are not very large. The camshafts are quite paltry. And because of the limitations of how the cams slide into the head, you can't really put really, really huge lift and duration camshafts in. So what does that mean? You have the opportunity where they make similar power, both the J35 and the K24, except because of sheer displacement and number of cylinders, the van makes way more torque, way more torque than the K24 can imagine. They both have 2200cc injectors. They're both tuned on AM Infinity. They're both amazing cars. But from a speed perspective, or a, or I would say a quickness perspective, not only is the wagon lighter, the wagon is also all-wheel drive and a sequential gearbox. So the van is great. It's a cool proof of concept car, but it's still front-wheel drive. I didn't have the time or capability to make it an all-wheel drive when it was built in 2014, 2013, sorry. So when you floor it, it just smokes the tires, it spins the tires. It's not a very good off-the-line launch car. It's a good freeway vehicle if you can get it on a you know, nice course, but it's not very good for launching. Now the wagon on the hand, that thing launches like a bat of hell. It's crazy. All drive is just amazing. And I'm on regular R888s and that thing hooks. It's absolutely spectacular, you know? Desert Inc. is asking, would you put an electronically actuated AGS gearbox from an IndyCar? Of course, I, who would? Of course. Now, bear in mind, the gearing of those things have a very, very, very narrow power band. So that's why you hear in, in, in Formula One, you hear a lot of, or IndyCars, you hear like, because it's trying to keep the power in that RPM band where there's the peak horsepower output. So that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I would like to. Beast has helped me win a lot of events, says Rothfab. Sam, you flatter me so. You're a very good driver. All I do is tune what you bring to me. You're a very, very good driver indeed, you know? I remember when your direction, when you first contacted me, says Dealing, thank you so much. Your talent knows no bounds. I saw your talent all the way across the pond. It's sad, I think you, 
moved a little bit away from the turbo fans, but you should come back in. We should work again together. I'm building some really cool stuff in the next few years, you know? My pleasure indeed, E110. I hope I answered your question properly. How did you go from chemical engineering, says Detay, to automotive? You sound like a genius mechanical engineer. Well, thank you so much. Well, here's the deal. Really quickly, because this story can go very long, but I'll, I'll give you a condensed version. My parents are scientists. My mom is a brilliant biochemist. My father's a geologist. They own a cosmetics factory in Nigeria, and they wanted me to have the opportunity to explore taking over the company and growing it. So even though I grew up loving cars, my first word as a child was car. My second car name word was light. How convenient that I'm into. Anyway, so that being said, I came to the United States to appease my parents by studying chemical engineering because I loved cars and things mechanical, but I wanted to really appease my parents because they wanted me to get into the chemistry aspect, and I took chemical engineering. And us chemical engineers, we are the individuals who take raw materials and convert them to useful products in a very nice nutshell. So let's say you came up with a new way of producing yogurt. And you have this new yogurt, it tastes really good, it's, it's gluten-free, it's the most amazing yogurt in the world, and you made it in your lab or in your kitchen. A chemical engineer will design a plant that can make that on a large scale, that can create all these wonderful opportunities to have a beautiful plant that has safety involved, redundancies involved, in case one section has to be shut down for cleaning. Um, so to be able to design the plant, you have to have a background in electrical engineering, in design, in chemistry, of course, because you're going to say you're making a yogurt, right? You have to understand safety. You have to understand the pumps and the controls that are being used. So you have a little bit of, of, of mechanical and computer science engineering involved. So as a chemical engineer, I had to take classes from different electives. Now, yes, as a car guy, I took as many mechanical electives as I could, a lot of EME classes, fluids, thermodynamics, heat and mass transfer. I took all these crazy classes, and I excelled in them. I loved them. It made me a better engineer because I was very well-rounded. Since I had to take classes, from different divisions of engineering, it made me a very good designer. So I could understand heat transfer and energy conservation and safety and electricity. Now I'm playing with EEs. I understand fluids. Now I do a lot of turbocharging and natural aspiration. I can understand adhesion. There's so many things I can understand. It's a perfect curriculum to study. And guess what? Because a lot of people are scared of chemical engineering because it's a hard curriculum, my department was relatively small. So I had very good intimacy with the department chair. I was able to learn very quickly. We had a small group. We were very diligent in studying. And I couldn't wait to apply what I learned into my race cars. So that's pretty cool. You know? Hello, Virginia Beach Rays. Good seeing you indeed. Um, let's see. Would you teach someone to do a full harness? Or what would you, advice would you have for a beginner? I have been very simple. And I've said this on quite a few tech and I share it again. It does, I don't mind. Intern, the time will come when you would have to pay people like us to intern for us. I mean it, because there's so much value in getting exposed to technology and a way of thinking and, and, and has a critical thinking and, 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 and technology opportunities. It really sets you up for a great successful future. So that being said, the time may come when people have to pay for internships in good companies. So advice to you, Ivan, is Find, if it's harnesses you're interested in, find a company like Rywire or a place that you can intern. I don't care if you work for free or sweep the floors. Get your foot in the door and prove yourself. Or a company like AEM or Haltech or Dodge or wherever you may be. It could be a speed shop. It could be a manufacturer. Get in there. Do your best intern. And when you do a good job, they'll bring you on board, especially 
Even if you're in school, most companies, even people who have hired interns from here, companies like General Atomics, Northrop, Hyundai, they prefer engineers that have had extracurricular activity, who've had experiences in other places. If you had one engineer in one hand, another in another hand, and both of them have the same grades, even if the one the guy doesn't have the best grade, but has experience building stuff firsthand, he gets hired, he or she gets hired. Crazy, huh? Thank you so much, Desiree. Appreciate the kind words. You know, appreciate that indeed. You know, um, be a case swap on a wagon banner. Just keep a D series and mini me. Whereas, if you have all things being equal, all things being equal, if you have the resources to any three of them, K. I'm telling you, the head, the aftermarket support is amazing. It's also very nice, and a lot of people don't think about this. It's very nice that the gearbox is on. Luckily for us the right side, and, you know, being in North America and we have left-hand drive cars, being that there's a case series right there behind me, being the gearbox is on the driver's side and the motor is on the passenger side, at least for a better balanced car. A lot of people don't think about that, but it does. A K-swap would be the way to go, you know? Wang Guan, good seeing you, Ken Fire. Good seeing you indeed. My pleasure indeed, Detay. Belinda, I graduated EE. You just helped me sell, sell for me. Current degree in comp. Very nice. Well done. Do it. You will not regret it, sir, at all, you know? I would like your personal opinion on the K24Z7 engine. I know you use the head on your Wagonman man, the CRZ Vana man, but what are your opinions on the, oh, no, can't see. See, um, Sonic, someone wrote on top of you, so I can't see your last comment, but I'll tell you about the K24Z7. It's one of my favorite engines, and I'll tell you why. Honda really took, and, and enthusiasts, I don't know, a lot of enthusiasts are so close-minded, and I'm gonna put my wig on again, because I don't want people to judge me on this, so I'm gonna put my don't judge me wig as I answer this question. So this is my don't judge me wig, right? So don't judge me on this answer, but the K24A, the K20C, the K20, not even K20C, the K20Z, Z3s and all the rest of them, they're older technology. The K24Z7 and Z3, or Z3, Z7, the ports, the intake ports flow more than any other K-series period. Bigger intake ports flows more. Still has VTEC on intake, not an exhaust, so it's quite efficient. And for boosting, I'm telling you guys, it is the cat's meow. It provides this, this, how can I say it? It's like a, a built-in log manifold that's very efficient. Now, the exhaust ports may flow like a B-series, so that's not so bad, but it's not the best if you want to do all-motor power. But if you want to go boost, you get like a little shorty manifold from PRL, slap on there, put a T3 or T4 turbo, and the thing, you can spool a 72-millimeter like that. It is absolutely fantastic. So I like it a lot. Ace Genio is asking, how's Miguel DSM? He's doing well. I'm being a very bad influence on him. There's something behind me that he just picked up, but I'll have him share that. Miggy is a good guy. And um, once again, I'm trying to get him in a position where he doesn't experience the pitfalls I did getting into the performance community. So we have discussions daily. He's doing quite well. And he will be someone to watch, you know? BC Jefferson is back. Yes, DR2K, I tend to use that when I don't want people to judge me. It's my, don't judge me. <laughs> but I just want to talk about, you know, sometimes I have opinions and I have these hypotheses and these facts that I share that are not very popular in nature. So, for example, I love EVs. A lot of people think it's not good and people judge me for that. Um, I love the K24Z7s. People judge me. I love single cam Honda engines to drag race. I broke a ton of records, spanked a lot of people, won a lot of races, people judge me. Um, 
I have opinions about iTunes that some, I mean, a lot of people agree, but some people got really pissed off, especially the guys who take advantage of individuals. So when I share things that aren't very popular, um, it gets people kind of upset. And that's okay. That's okay. I don't mind doing that. It's okay indeed, you know? Bobby says, make a Porsche with 2JZ. I don't think I would do that. I appreciate it. That would make a cool car, especially if you get a 944 with the FR layout, front engine, rear wheel drive, and put a 2JZ. That will wake it up. But um, Porsche guys will really front on that. The, the, the most I would do in pissing Porsche people off would be my water-cooled engine in an you know, air-cooled chassis, um, bringing newer Porsche technology to it, or electrifying it, being even newer technology to a Porsche, which is nice. Thoughts on air-cooled Porsche VW engines, asked Tim. So here are my thoughts. Do I have to put my wig on again? Do I have to put this on again? I'm not sure, but I love the beauty. I really do. I love the beauty of the older. Um, okay, Ken wants me to put it. Okay, Ken, I'm going to put it on. Here's my judge me wig, okay? So please don't judge me on this comment I'm going to make. I'm going to mention right now. My curls on. Look at my curls. They're on fleek, huh? On fleek. Anyway, so I'm going to mention something that's not very popular. Old school Porsche guys love the sound of air-cooled engines. The fluff, 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 that, that, this, they worship it. It's like the best holy grail of Porsches. I love the look of older Porsches and VWs. They look beautiful. We're looking at the VW Bus, the VW Bug, Carmen Gears, even. You name it. They look really pretty. The old 911s, the 356s, absolutely gorgeous. But, 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 I do not like old technology. So for me, and what I do for myself and my customers, is I infuse modern technology in these older chassis. So you can retain the beauty of the old Porsches and VWs. There's a VW bus right there I'm looking at that we're going to optimize and modify as well. I love the look, but I'm not a fan of old technology. Give you a perfect example. Let's talk about what I have here in my office. There is one red 935 over there. There's a blue 935 over here. Okay? So two 935s. They both have 56 millimeter billet turbochargers. New aerodynamics, C-series wheels, absolutely fantastic, okay? On gasoline, at the same boost level, this red one makes 490 with a 3.3 air-cooled engine with a two valves per head, per cylinder, and, a, and it's twin spark hemispherical or hemi head. This one, same boost level, 3.4 liter, 3.3, 3.4, water-cooled, four valve per cylinder, Instead of making 490 horsepower to the wheels, this made 650. Same setup in terms of turbocharging, 650. So, that being said, okay, um, simply wants me to show. Okay, I'm gonna try and rate, forgive me on YouTube. Forgive me, you probably can't see this properly. So, the red, ah, oh, I don't think you can see it. The red, let me try to see here. The red Porsche right there, there's a red one right there. And the blue one right here, okay? So you see the blue one right there? There you go. So those are the two cars. That was very difficult for me to do. <laughs> that was pretty hard for me to do. <laughs> so both those cars, uh, both those cars exist, and one's water-cooled and one's air-cooled. Same turbos, same fuel system, same 91 octane. Guess what? One is a lot more efficient than the other. Kent WR says, BC, besides the S2000 is a future collector car, what other cars would be a future collector car that can afford a Porsche, though? In my opinion, the NSX, 
If you want something a little more cost effective, you know what's weird? You may think I'm crazy, but the EFs, a clean, not the beater ones, a clean EF, just clean. You can probably find one from an old lady in Palm Springs or somewhere in your area that just those, if you can get an old clean SI, 88-91, hold on to those. I feel like in five, 10 years, they're gonna be the new Zs. I'm telling you, it's pretty crazy, you know? Please more F and H series parts. So Tony uh, EcoBoost, here's my thing. I love old school JDM parts. I love my, my Silcam F and H Honda cars, but demand, demand dictates me doing stuff. Demand dictates me creating. So if I manufacture 300 cam gears and it takes me four years to sell them, I won't make any more. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. That means the market is not as strong. Now, there was a time we just sell 300 cam gears a week. But nowadays, it's not a hot thing. So I still have a few items up. I have intake heat shielding gaskets. I have camshafts. I have pistons and rods. I have those things. And they don't move very well, but I still have them up there. But for me to create new parts, that's a really counterproductive. As, no matter what, I do have to keep the lights on and take care of my team. I really can't create parts where there's no support. I really can't do that. I, I really can't. It's tough. So if there's something particularly you need, let me know. I may still have it. But to create new parts, that's something that I don't think will happen very well, you know? Tony Kubo said, I built F22A with your parts. I understand. Thank you so much for understanding. I appreciate that. You're right, Wagon Mike 42. Can't sell something if no one's buying the parts. Absolutely, you know? I'm getting my 89 back on the road. Soon, says Electric Class Mini. Awesome. That'd be so cool to see. Send me some pictures when you're done, sir. Create mobile parts. That market is saturated. <laughs> okay. One thing that you will see from me, guys, um, you see a lot of Hyundai parts coming from us. You see some newer Honda parts and some partnerships coming. Definitely some Porsche stuff will be coming to the horizon. And a lot of EV stuff, which is pretty good, you know? Bruh, says Stugard. Good seeing you, sir. This means you won't venture into Toyota parts. No, don't say that. So the reason why I continue to create parts till today that exist is my partnerships with OEMs. So I work with American Honda, so you see Honda parts coming from us. I work with Hyundai Motor of America, so you see parts from us. Do a little bit of Ford. Porsche has been very kind to us recently, so you see a lot more Porsche stuff coming in. In the event that I develop a relationship with Toyota, and it was easier when they were here in Torrance, but now they're in Texas, so I don't see much people, but in the event that they come knocking, I'll be the first. I love, I love their technology. I'll be more than happy to do stuff with them, by all means, you know? Oh, I was in a meeting and couldn't make it to the live earlier, says Boosted Citizens. I'm so sorry, sir. Um, I did a lot. I had my, my Do My Judge Me wig, which I had on. And just to appease you, it looked like so. Because I was talking about how people get mad at me um, with my luscious curls because I love EVs. And even though I had a lot of experience doing stuff with petrol cars, I just love EV cars. And I had a good time with them. And people get a hard time doing that. So... Richard 713 says, race a unicorn. So here's how it works with, um, with our friends from Hoonigan. They actually reach out to us. So I haven't received any calls yet. So, you know, it'll be a cool race. Now, bear in mind that it'll be interesting to see a 1,400 horsepower all-wheel drive car, twin turbo versus, I think people want to see him race the EV. That's a 600 horsepower electric vehicle. That'd be pretty interesting to see. Real drive only. Um, if I had a magic wand, I'll have them wait till I build my next interesting EV project. That 
Ooh, we'll break the internet. So it depends. But I still haven't got a call from them anyway, you know? Oh my goodness. Would you be building a Civic Night Gen track or car or full EG? So I've done a Civic Night Gen already. And here, Sonic, here's the thing with uh, American Honda and most OEMs. When you do a project car with them, when that car is no longer in production cycle, they really don't want you promoting it anymore. So I did a night gen already. If we were to do anything in the Civic world arena with American Honda moving forward, it'll be the 11th gen Civic, unfortunately, based upon your question, but fortunately for everyone else, you know? Thank you so much. Yeah, we have a birthday coming up. Thank you so much to Mark Kilinki. Good seeing you. Hello, Newstig. Boost citizens, thank you so much. You are too kind. Retune the K3V for more power, says, says R35, R30. It's just more power. More power is not the thing. Adhesion is key. You know, I have a hard time even hooking up with this. I even have right now some crazy drag tires on it. The thing doesn't hook. The key to really getting this to go crazy is not making more power. It can be done. It's adhesion. How much bigger tire do I have to go? All wheel drive is the way. That's the way. What Ken did with his unicorn with the all wheel drive setup, that is the way to go. Ah. <sighs> Well, any teasers for the Tubby at the end of the new project? Um, let's see. Teasers. What could I do? I don't have anything physically here. I'll post something up. Let's say second week of January. How about that? I can tell you I'm building two high-profile cars already that have been commissioned, both European, unlike anything anyone has seen on the planet. Both cars, no one has ever... People won't even believe I'm building this. One is in paint and one is still here in house, you know? Hello, Nustig. Evie with flames. Um, Evie, if your Evie has flames, that's, you, that means you had thermal runaway and you have big problems. <laughs> Tell you what, here's what I'll do I'll do an exhaust on my next Evie. I'll put those little red and orange cloths that you see shooting at, on top of buildings that are trying to promote stuff. So I have like little strings of flames coming out and maybe that looks like flames coming out. No, that'd be so tacky, wouldn't it? Anyway, yeah, his Mustang is pretty nice. A good race would be Ken Block's Mustang versus Von Gittin's EV. That would be a proper race because now you have cars within similar horsepower. Even though Von's car would be much heavier, they're all-wheel drive. That would be a good race. That would be a really good race. And hopefully it could be one that would be really good. Anyway. Your next level, yo, thank you, C Dollars. Appreciate that. And based upon that, I do have to fly. I really appreciate you guys joining me on my 163rd episode of BCMI Tech Tuesday. Hopefully I can continue to thousands of these. I really appreciate all of your support from all across the world. Thank you for putting up with me and my crazy wig. Thank you for all your wonderful questions. And this will go up on Instagram here on IG TV right after this. I'll also, if you want to hear this in its entirety, Go on your favorite podcasting networks, whether it's Spotify, um, iHeartRadio, uh, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, everywhere. You can just search in for BC Moto, and I'll come up. Then, don't forget, as I leave now, go on YouTube. You didn't miss much. Well, you missed quite a bit of greatness, but go on YouTube. Search for BC Moto. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell. And every time I put videos up, I'm putting videos up today even, you'll see some cool stuff coming from here. Thank you so much for joining. I love each and every one of you. Stay safe. And until next time, Happy New Year. Cheers. Bye-bye.